Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for coming back to the Embrace Life Boldly podcast. As you know, I am your life coach, transformation and spiritual development coach, Tammy Ward. And like this episode is all about everything for me, for you and for everyone in between. So today I have the honor, you guys, the honor to have my mentor, my spiritual coach, my my psychic awareness guru, Lori here, and she's just going to go through a little bit about her journey, her life, what she's done. We're going to dive into some spiritual confidence, which is something that's coming up on my website soon. Hopefully, Lori will join me if she will, if I can talk her into it. But above all, guys, this episode is really just for us to understand that as we're developing into our higher self, having that awareness, grounding into our intuition, a lot of times we just need that extra push, that extra confidence to get us over the hump of our human world. So without further ado, Lori, thank you so much for being here. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome in our lovely basket of embracing life. And uh, I, I would love if you wouldn't mind just sharing a little bit about your journey. And, uh, and then we'll start with a little conversation. First, I want to say thank you and, you know, for having me on your podcast. And also, I don't know what it is about you, but every time, particularly the journey we've been on with with um, the psychic development and just you as a person, you have impressed me in terms of how far and how fast and how how deeply you embody so many of your own gifts and um it makes me cry. You can probably <laughs> uh, a little bit when I see you because uh, it's, it's very moving to, to, to just witness who you are. So I just want to say that. And thank oh, thank you so much. Thank you. You'll get us both crying here in a second. So as far as my own journey goes, I would say that other than, you know, when I was a child, I had a few you know, I had some prophetic dreams, seeing things before they happened. I had some, um, uh, you know, vague memories of, of guides being there. But in general, as I, uh, I kind of had, because of um, lots of trauma going on, I kind of had bla uh, blacked out a lot of it or, or tuned out, right? And um, when... When I uh, when I was around twenty five or so, um, I suicided, and um, I say I suicided, not attempted, because I actually was successful. But they brought me back, and um, and so something you don't want to be really successful at. You may want to be successful at a lot of things, but, <laughs> right. um, and so when they uh, they revived me. Um, it took it took a moment. I went to a very beautiful, beautiful place that was so blissed out where I was. I did not see anything like a, a tunnel of light or anything like this, but it was just this like a euphoric feeling, so beautiful. And um, then I awoke and realized that I was um, in the hospital and I was, you know, intubated and. Uh, in the intensive care and uh, and looked around and went, oh God, I'm back here because I wasn't very um, much embracing life. I, uh, for most of my life, I had like a slight like suicidal tendency, like wanted out because mm -hmm. of it was too much to digest what was going on. And the beauty of all of this, and I do mean that, um, that is, is it, it took a couple, you know, took, it started a sonic kind of a trickling uh, effect. Um, and it's, it, I started to see and hear things and see beyond the veil. And uh, one of, um, and one of the ways, um, just as a side note, that I was trying to cope with life was to lots of drugs and alcohol and that's what led to the suicide and um and when i i sobered up i it really can't the psychic step was 
just come in like gangbusters and I was seeing I remember one of my earlier memories like about a year into being sober I my friend was there and she was also sober about the same time and we were at my apartment and we, I looked in down the hallway and I was thinking why does the shoe rack look like a Native American chief and he's got this long white headdress <laughs> and he's got like a white wolf or dog it looks like and then I without saying what I saw I asked her she said what do you see in the hallway she goes oh there's this Native American chief and he's got this wolf with him and uh, so then we went like this and he floated out in the living room and that's just like oh my god could I just I live alone could you figure out a different way to do this and sure enough over time that that being his name was Chief Great White Eagle he ended up being the one that eventually um I would who would do for the first 15 to 20 years of my um of being an intuitive guy he would do most of the readings through me I was what they call a conscious channel I would experience my consciousness off in the back of my head and different beings would come in and speak and I could feel and I would even have be a naysayer at times be like is that really you know they're saying that is that really and the minute more I would question it, the more like I feel like a little hiccup in the transmission, you know. <laughs> and so I had to really get out of the way uh, for it to happen. And um, those a myriad guides uh, taught my initial versions of the psychic development class starting like in it was like 1996 or something started. And they they would teach the di the different guides had their different niche places and they would teach you know like Merlin would come in and teach about magic and in in the um uh, Yogananda would come in and once it kind of <laughs> rattled me a little we had uh Mother Mary and Yeshua came in on the same night mm -hmm. but I was I was really moved by that because I had such a connection to that when I was uh, growing up as a Catholic kid and I even felt a little like, oh my God, is this supposed to be happening? And it was the most beautiful, beautiful thing. These are, and again, these are master guides, just in case anyone's listening. These beings are master guides, not because they're better or we're, you know, like that we're, it's not that kind of hierarchy, but it's more like they're more self actualized, you know, they're, 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 um, aware of themselves as God, which is what we are. Right? And, and uh, the one thing that was very moving for me, part of the journey from that time when I saw the Native American chief, within about a number of months from that, maybe a year, um, I met my then, the man who would become my husband, and he took me to see uh, a trans medium which I, I had never been to see this. This is before I was doing any of this as a, uh, it's like late 80s, I, before I was doing any of this as, as a, um, a vocation. <laughs> and he took me there and I thought it was because I, at what I was for the first part of my adult life was, excuse me, was a, a professional actor and, you know, a film and TV and things like that. Um, and I didn't, um, I, I, the industry in itself makes fun of this kind of thing. And I was also in comedy, like very strongly in comedy improv. And I would make fun of the very thing that I do now. So be careful, be careful what you make fun of because you're right. real. Become that, right? And, um, and then uh, I went to this trans medium thinking like this, like, oh yeah, let's see sure enough this being it was so profound the beings that came through him um were you know he was a fairly hefty man and through his being came this etheric beautiful voice of these guides that i recognized that voice at, at home they happened to be pleiadians the, the, that uh that being and that I'm weeping. I used to have, it was like old school cassette tape. They would do these things on. And I played that cassette tape like till it like pretty much the wheels come off the wagon. Um, and 
Uh, you can barely hear because I'm sobbing because it was so profound. And I ended up studying with that man. His name, um, his full name was Jota Lamsa Matar. We called him Mo or Matar. And he was formerly uh, Paul McLean was his other name. And he was profoundly gifted. And a trance medium, for those people who don't know, is when you go completely to sleep, you go completely out and beings come through and talk, but the medium themselves are not privy to what is being said, okay? And so uh, I studied with him for a couple of years. And at the end of that, he said, he looked around um, and said, uh, he looked around at the last of us that were there, you know, maybe 15 or so people. And he said, there are two of you who will be doing this for a living. <laughs> and he points to me and then my my then husband. And I and and we go, no, 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 we're not no, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. I'm an actor, he's a professional magician and an acrobat. I mean, no, we're not. <laughs> and so then within a short time after that, we graduated. That was our graduation day when they said that. I'm like, no. And we like within a short time, within a year, I noticed Lawrence, my then husband, was like he he was he this we had a profound trip to Kauai that triggered and turned on all these switches in him and he was channeling and I had a brand new camera I bought like a video camera and I <laughs> filmed all of it and I'm like that's what it is that's what they're talking about I'm just going to be a gateway for Lawrence uh, to be a transmedium I had no idea again some psychic I am no idea yeah <laughs> <laughs> right this is a good point by the way yeah like that you can have amazing gifts from one not know that you have that you you don't like it's like i always say like describing water to a fish you're so gifted you have no idea that <laughs> you're looking at me you know like this those are the best kind of psychics um and not i'm not tooting my own home but um but those are the ones I really trust because they're like, really? I don't know. This, I'm just getting this thing about you. And, you know, and so Lawrence became this amazing trance medium, go completely to sleep. And I, I was, oh, this is great. And then lo and behold, within a couple of years after we divorced, um, amicably, very kind and beautiful human. Um, and I found myself going, oh, well, I guess I can do these readings and started doing them and then teaching psychic development as I had been taught. And um, as I did that, it was people were coming up to me having in these groups. And this is really an important part of this whole story for all of you who are watching this. Anybody who you're aware of your gifts, but you don't have confidence, like, like uh, Tammy was saying about spiritual confidence, you have people came up to me after these channelings. I've had a regular channeling once a week for, I don't know, eight or 10 years. And they would say, this was profound and this happened. And I'm like, because I'm channeling and because you remain neutral, particularly even as a conscious channel, you have to remain neutral for the information to come through or for the guide mm -hmm. to, to transmit their message. Mm -hmm. And, and, I, so for me, it seems so just when you're in that neutral backseat thing, it's like, really, is this, I'm not sure. Is this really anything profound? And they were profoundly moved. And I never listened to those tapes again, old school. We had <laughs> cassette tapes. I had boxes of them. And after one of them in point, and I just want to bring this up and I'll bring this to a close. But yeah um this portion to of course um one of the after one of the channelings where there was a whale a, a being that identified itself as a whale oversoul an oversoul for all whales came through and was talking through me and telling me telling speaking about what whales do that it's when these ley lines and the actor communicating into other dimensions what is going on in earth and keeping a balance through their whale song, the frequency of it. It, it, was, it was profound. Mm -hmm. wow. And then it made all these sounds, these whale sounds. And while it's making the sounds, I'm back here going, 
well, I could make that. So maybe I'm just, how do I know that this is a whale over? So I, I'm still questioning. I want you all mm-hmm. to know this. This is something that maybe it's a lifetime thing and just get out of the way. you let it flow. And mm-hmm. case in point, at the end of that channeling, someone comes up and says, I know you don't ever listen to the tapes after, but you need to listen to this. And I'm like, no, no. And they said, no, you really do. It was profound. And lo and behold, I listened to it. And there were layers of whale voices coming through me. There's nothing wow. that I could have done vocally to do this, right? And, and so just to, to let you know that it's, even then I was, after many, many years doing it, still going, I don't know. yeah? So, yeah. and when you're in it, when you're in alignment with, your highest divine nature, or you're getting you're getting into that place of divine neutrality where you're not polarized to anything. Mm-hmm. If you get into that, as you get into that place, the beauty is if you're really in alignment, it will feel yeah. like nothing because it's your natural state in a sense, right? Not in a sense, it actually is. So that I just want to put that out there. And for me, I'm still doing this and I still question. I'm always looking and I'm not questioning that. Am I an intuitive? I, I get that now. I mean, it took, you know, probably but it's, it's, I'm questioning where's my come from? making yes. sure I'm in as neutral place as possible before I give a reading to somebody because I don't want my opinions or my human uh, skew on things to mm-hmm. to sully that reading or to have it not be from the highest truth that I can accept. Yeah. No, absolutely. I love that. No, I know that was, I mean, we're pretty much done. Thank you so much. No, (laughs) answered, answered, (laughs) that that psychic ability answered almost every single question I had written down for you to answer. Um, You know, but I, one, I just want to thank you so much. And, and I appreciate um, the openness that you just shared with all of us today. Uh, It takes a lot to come from a place um, when you're there and then to open up and have that you know near-death experience and then keep continuing to search right to search for something that's more more than just you realizing that we are more than just this human experience Mm -hmm. and that's the beauty of it you know i mean there was something you said in there that i absolutely loved you know when you're talking about the conscious channeler and one that is obviously one thing you helped me do i mean we we went through it I first was a trans. I fell asleep. I didn't like it. It fell off. I, I didn't not like not being in control. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> and so, you know, but with you, I continue to work on it and work on it. And, and I think the most beautiful part that helped to build my confidence and in, in the spiritual development that I learned from you was to ask the guides, tell them. I do not want to, I do not want to go completely out. I want to be present. I want to be able to hear you. I, I, I want to stay neutral and not be in it, but I want to be a part of it. I needed to feel that and to, and to know that some of the confidence, that spiritual confidence comes from knowing that we can ask them anything. And you said it perfectly when you said, you know, they're, no, these are great masters, right? They're no higher. They're no lower. They're the same as us. It's just that they had more experiences, more, more human lives to be able to develop their own intuitives or come back to it. I'll say, come back to it. Cause even though this amazing course that you teach is about development, right? It's, it's intuitive mm-hmm. development. It's really helping someone develop their own individual way of how they can learn all this because you don't have to have a near-death experience you don't have to have you know anything like that it's to me I feel like it's you know about understanding that if we stay neutral so much more information can come of all the questions we've always asked ourselves our whole Mm -hmm. entire lives you know Mm -hmm. um and that's a beautiful beautiful thing and so 
I'm, I'm, I'm forever grateful. I'm forever grateful for you. I cannot, I mean, you just, you opened myself up, you opened my business up, everything, but I, I'm going to digress with all that right now. But, you know, and from your experience of all the ones that you've taught, you know, before me, after me, during me and anything like that, is there a common, do you notice a common thread or a common thought that most of us have when we're learning and developing? Oh, that's great. That's a, that's a great question. And I would have to say yes. And the one, and there might be one other thing, that main one is, I spoke to it a little bit, but it's this, it's exactly your topic, spiritual competence, you know, when you just mentioned that, that we are taught so most people are not aware when they're going into an intuitive, um, you know, when they're going into one of their intuitive gifts. And for those people who don't know, you have clear, uh, you have clairvoyance, the ability to see, which includes what you see in your dreams. In, a, in addition to seeing a Native American chief in your apartment, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the huge, um, so, <laughs> um, and there's the there's there's that the clairvoyance and then there's clairaudience when you hear you can hear with some people actually hear and I was in the beginning hearing it like I'd be driving in my car alone and I would hear um, my guides talk to me and it would freak me out right mm -hmm. and then I told them can you come a different way now this is the boundaries that Tammy's talking about the boundaries that are so important. You didn't use the word boundary, but that's what you were talking about. Uh -huh. You decide how you yeah. wish to be of service, how you wish to be, because your humanness and you as a human, who you were the one who had the, the, the courage to incarnate. You were the one who went through all of uh -huh. the pain and suffering that caused you to maybe be more compassionate, more whatever, right? And so the clear, so, so, this is where it's really important. You tell them like this is freaking me out a little bit. Like maybe later you come back that way, but you know. <laughs> and so there's clear, so clairvoyance, clear audience, um, clear sentience, which is when you had get a body feel, like a, like a for things people who get a yes or a no in their body, like they go like, oh, that doesn't feel true, or yes, this feels true, or I'm I'm getting this, and it you know like they'll get guided. Um, messages can come through but it's like more their barometer is their entire body they're like it's like a body sense and very similar to like if you went by an alleyway and the and you get a sense don't go down there well there's a survival instinct that's a little that's a little different it's yeah. maybe tangentially connected but then there's a there's a um it's more about, oh, don't go down that alley because your friend's down the next alley and you need to meet with them and talk yeah. about something, right? Then the other the other one, clear cognizance, when things just drop in and you don't know how you know them, but you just know them, right? And all those, um, all those um, clairs, um, most people don't know. The ones who really don't know, I found, were all of the students, all the, all the readings, people who are the most likely not to be aware that they have psychic abilities are the clairsentience because they feel it in their body mm -hmm. and they may not see the burning bush or hear the angels sing and they yeah. think they think oh i'm not psychic you know and it's like they're way and to be in this body is the whole name of the game by the way just side note. yeah and uh, tell me did i oh, oh what do they have in common you said what is a common like kind of pickup that most yeah things and it's not knowing and the reason you don't know just something to keep in mind to have deep compassion for yourself around this the reason is is everything even well-meaning parents even parents who are not necessarily uh, cruel or abusive or whatever but even well-meaning parents will sometimes they begin programming us mm. from early on right yeah. like you're programmed to seek an external authority as a barometer for your reality mm -hmm. when in fact we're all born with one or more of those clairs really high and yeah. you can develop the ones that are a little more dormant or latent right and the 
that is one of the things that, um, and we're taught, we're programmed like all day long what, on the, this media, yeah. on the news, what does it, everything. It's all, <laughs> it, and, and there are whole, whole swaths of agencies that even employ those things to, because our brains are super receptive. And this, this is where meditation um, comes yeah. in, in case you were wondering, what can we do? Like, what? how do we combat that? And I want to see if there, I think there was one other thing that, uh, that's a common, um, a common hiccup for people. But the meditation, the reason I always, I'm a big advocate of meditating, clearing your field, anchoring, um, getting your mind offline as best as possible. I know that's super hard in a world that invites tries to keep your mind on a little Ferris wheel, yeah. like a little habit trail, you know, a little mouse one. Um, we, if we just um, take the time to do that, then you get out of your own way. It's the mental body that has the programming in it, right? Yeah. Your true nature is intact. It is never, nothing anyone has ever done or said to you has ever broken you in any intrinsic way. It never touched mm -hmm. the truth. That soul part of us. I was just saying that true self, that soul, that soul being that's inside the, of, of this human body. Yeah. Our, essential, our essential nature has yeah. never been damaged by anything. It only uses everything for growth, right? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that what happened to anyone who's listening, any trauma, that kind of thing, doesn't mean it's not um, that, that you shouldn't have deep compassion for what you went through and that kind of thing. Right. But to understand that 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 um, when particularly when you meditate, or there are people who do journeys with um, various like teacher plants and things like that, who understand who have had experiences of this, as well as people who do it naturally with which you can mm -hmm. with meditation. Um, well, I think the beautiful thing about meditation is that is that you, you, it can it can be done in any way you feel comfortable, right? I mean, I think that you know, when you talk about what we learn by what we're conditioned with, even mm -hmm. though a lot of things out there, you know, are like, okay, sit this way, sit cross-legged, do this. It's like, it's also to understand that meditation and stillness can come with however you feel comfortable. You know, I think for both you and I, we don't like to hit sit crisscross applesauce. Like it, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't feel comfortable that way. You know, I, I feel comfortable, you know, actually sitting straight up, you know, sometimes my hands are in my lap. Sometimes I'm I'm holding my my hands together out of love, mm -hmm. and I think that that's what most people are not. You know, it's that confidence of like, okay, I must do it like everybody else. I must do it like this person. I must do it like this guru. I must, must do, do it, it like, like the Buddha. Right. I must do it like Lori. I must do it like Tammy. And it's like, it's not about that. It's about finding your own way. And that awfully, that sets the confidence as well. You know, it's creating your own space and your own breath work and your own ways of meditating to get mm -hmm. to that neutral state, to be into that moment of, of taking it in. But I love, love, love that you brought up all the Claire's. I mean, there's so many people out there that you would not even imagine that have no idea. They just know clairvoyance and that's pretty much it. <laughs> so yeah. I'm so glad you bring up the Claire Cynthia because I think there's a lot of times as we're growing up we're taught not to feel you know we're taught to don't cry you know you know give them your toy give to others don't say that don't feel like that that's horrible to feel that way so we get kind of disconnected from that clairsentience from that feeling of something is is doing something and helping me, my awareness is heightened. My intuition is going, but then we just immediately want to throw it away or immediately want to ignore it because we've just been so conditioned to do so. Oh, and one piece to, uh, to put on, to add on to that yeah. point is the reason we allow ourselves to be entrained or programmed that is we one, there's a survival instinct that goes to seek the love and or approval, you know, of the beings that ensure your survival. So yeah. you will, we will throw ourselves, there's like all kinds of psychological data that supports this. We will literally throw ourselves under a bus or become the dysfunctional yeah. if that is the way to ensure our survival and to ensure mm -hmm. any tiny bit of love coming our way or mm -hmm. approval. Like maybe you're a good child because you 
you shut up and you don't listen to any of your own feeling or whatever, yeah. right? That's what they say, a good job. You're not, that I wouldn't call that a good job. And um, yeah. um, I, and the, remember that the little one who did all those things and jumped through all the hoops and tried to look around for examples of who I should be. Oh, that person seems to get all the love. I'll be like that. That person mm-hmm, seems mm-hmm. to get all the love. And um, so have deep, the other piece I want to, if I may, do we have the time? No, absolutely. Yeah, go go right ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Um, an important <clears throat> part that people, <clears throat> and I want to also add something to the meditation discussion. But important part that a lot of people, <clears throat> excuse me, excuse me. <clears throat> An important part of um, what people may not realize goes part and parcel with um, opening up your psychic ability and really kind of letting letting yourself out of the box. You know, um, is if you it, you'll get more bang for your buck, and it will happen more quickly the more you are willing to be self. Um, uh, self-examined and what I mean yeah. by that is so if you've done some work or you've done some healing whether it's through traditional psychotherapy or other mo- there's so many beautiful modalities I have done over mm-hmm. my life that allowed me to quell some of the wounded you know the wounded little voices that didn't get their needs met and whatever they kind of still felt like they're alive and again not to go too far down the psychology hole here but they felt like they were, um, uh, so they were kind of alive and well, and I'm years old. Yeah. And, and they're still in there. And by us holding a space for those and becoming sort of doing whatever brand of healing really speaks to you, to allow yourself to, to develop um, the capacity to sort of hold all that and your experience um, hold your your how can I say this succinctly yeah just holding space for all of that without allowing it to flood you it doesn't mean it doesn't happen now and then something might trigger you this kind of thing but the more you do this the more that when you go to get centered you go into that meditation or you and then you go in to start to achieve go into that space where you're uh, going into that divine neutrality zone, which I, um, you know, where you're not polarized, you're not attached to any outcomes, you're there, and you start to, um, um, you can then channel it or uh, do a straight, what I call straight read, which is <clears throat> you're getting the guidance and it's coming through, which is what I do a lot of the time these days or a channel or a trans medium, like a conscious channel or trans medium, whatever it is you do, it's really important that those, any parts of you that you might, that might still be um, flooding you now and then, like an old emotional wound or these kind of things, it's really important that we address those for many reasons. But the carrot on the end of the stick is, you will become a far better intuitive with just even doing whatever you need to do to address and heal and honor and integrate those um, wounded parts of the emotional body. Does that make sense? Mm. Oh my gosh, that is so beautifully said. <laughs> and, and I think there was a moment there where I felt like I was going into a meditative state because I was just so caught up into you know, what you were saying and remembering even through my teachings with you, like just how to go there, just how to basically just open your heart up and just open your heart up, relax the body and just be in it and to see what comes up, setting those boundaries as you do and knowing which way you want to hear it, see it, feel it, be in it to receive whatever information you are. You know, it got me thinking about 
how we have to understand this shift. Because, you know, as you said earlier, you were talking about how you still sometimes, you know, try and find that confidence. And and I do as well. You know, I try to find, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, my gosh, am I really hearing this? Is this really right? Why is this coming up? Because sometimes it's like when those things were exactly what we all hear, right? When you're thinking about a friend and then all of a sudden, boom, they call you out of the blue or you hear something about them, you know, all that's the intuitive you know, cycle that happens. And where do you think, and maybe this is a part of it, maybe it's not, it just got me thinking about times that we would talk about the difference between the ego and the intuitive. And Mm -hmm. you mentioned, you know, not having that attachment to an outcome. And that truly helped me immensely. Like I just don't have I just don't have an attachment to any outcome of whatever information I'm giving someone, however they're receiving it. I just, I just allow, right. That's it. Um, But before then, before Lori, before you, before your course, I was very much hesitant to say certain things because I wouldn't understand it myself. And so when we talk about Claire cognizance and we talk about imagery and we talk about all the Claire's, Mm-hmm. How can we begin just if you could just don't mind giving like a little tool to our audience about how they can begin to be like, okay, that's my ego. I know that is, or this is the intuitive. I it's, feel that this is perfect. Perfect. The one thing to know about the egoic mind mm-hmm. is it always is attached to an outcome mm-hmm. and it's, and it's attachment is relative. It's always the egoic mind is always giving disseminating some kind of information or bias some way or another uh, based on something that happened in the past or something it fears will happen in the future based on what happened in the past does that make sense so it's not in the present and so that means by definition the egoic mind is not in the present moment right and the place of us that you know this is where meditation and some other things um come in is you kind of just begin to just you're relaxing into the space spaciousness of you know as close as you it's kind of you know it takes a little bit for for a moment but you're you're going for sort of a a no mind and that no mind moment in a meditation even of a seasoned meditator might even just be two minutes or a minute yeah yeah of like where it goes offline and then it's like it's like a reset and it allows you to come there, come um, into that neutral place. And you'll know this because um, you can then even view personal stuff or like visit it for a moment and you won't be as charged. All the charge mm-hmm. and all the pushing, push away or pulling towards or grabbing, that's all egoic mind. And our true nature doesn't need anything to be other than what it is. And I know that means really, that can sound very insensitive, like especially if you're in a suffering place, like let's say you go, oh, it is what it is. So I'm going to be comfortable with the fact that I don't have the rent and they're going to kick me out tomorrow. That sounds like super insensitive if you put it in that context. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that, um, there's a place just to, it's a it's a it's a wider broader perspective where you can go oh i i can feel inside me that this is going to turn out well even though it looks really crazy uh, mm-hmm. right? if i look at it right now it looks like something scary or it looks like this there's the the our true nature is just love yeah right? yes it's just love that's always love with a capital L and love has no moving parts. It's sort of, I've heard someone say the doors of the heart turn inward, right? And love has Mm -hmm. no moving parts. And when that is open and we're generating this field of love, and I consciously pretty much every day and number two today, I'm expanding my heart field in addition to other things like a grounding, you know, Mm -hmm. technique clearing my field and staying what I'm aligned with, what I choose to be aligned with in this mm-hmm. life, in this now. And when I um, when I'm in that space of love, 
it doesn't need anything. It understands you. It understands it. You are God. I'm God. We are all God in such a real way that we are having, we're a little practical of God, having this experience as Lori, as Tammy. And it knows God doesn't have limiting belief. Like, do you understand? Yeah. Like, that there's no punitive God, not in my experience. I've not experienced anything that, that says anything is wrong with my experience. In other words, right. we can make choices. And choices sometimes have it like you're in a frequency of this and you, I, I heard, by the way, I just want to put this in the conversation. It's probably a conversation for another time, but I heard this said recently is that, that the frequency of like, let's say when somebody says karma, whatever, you know, um, the frequency is if you're in this place where you murdered somebody, you have that frequency of that that uh that you know that particular tech that little energy of murder right and then that's why someone merged it's not like an eye for an eye a tooth for a tooth it's that you want to mm -hmm. dance in that frequency so that's what happens there right that makes sense. yeah and so and so so to get back to this conversation it's like the more love you can generate and that means being willing to let go of your story Yes, where the story lives, big surprise, spoiler alert, the ego, right? <laughs> yeah. Story lives in there. It and it and that story will run us around. It's like a Faraday chamber. You know, Faraday chamber you know, it doesn't let anything in, nothing goes out. They, you know, like you know, yeah. frequency. And it's like it'll go round and round and it's a sort of a self affirming reality inside this little bubble that's it yeah, it is yeah we'll be like, yeah you're the smartest person i know yeah that person stinks oh yeah and it's like goes around and around and it'll yeah. collaborate whatever based on nothing it's all arbitrary assessment mm -hmm. you know arbitrary assignment rather of meaning to things that's what the egoic mind is. it says this is good because nine out of ten people i know and love say mm -hmm. that is good right yeah exactly and so back to this this uh conversation <laughs> with the original you made a, a comment and i, I wanted well to i know i had said is it what tool can you give us uh yeah. you know give the but you gave like five tools and so i, I say, so thank you for that in that whole conversation you know you gave us the tool to be open-hearted to like go within with love right you you gave it you you helped us understand the tool of that meditating and being in that space several times a day right it will allow us to build that confidence and build that trust in ourselves up to stay out of the arbitrary world you know you also gave us the tool of knowing that our ego is all conditioned belief that was put and projected upon us and then oftentimes we get wrapped up in it and we call it karma or we call it you know the genetic karma, whatever people call it, you know, and to be intuitive and to develop that and to have the confidence in that spirituality, it's just understanding that it all starts with you. Yeah. That's it. You already are that, you know, I mean, so those are like yeah, four or five is... different amazing things that you just said was phenomenal, you know, because I think, I think you're right. I think oftentimes, you know, the confidence comes from like, people are going to think I'm crazy. How is this really happening? Where does this really come from? And for you and me, as you know, during our Mine came, mine came from because I was taught how to lie. I was taught how to manipulate. I had right. to I had to cover up my bruises. I had to cover up the fact of what was being done to me right. in my home. You know, right. that neglect, that uh, that abandonment, the abuse. And so by doing that, I got so used to the story. I got so used to being attached to the story because I wanted others to believe it. And so therefore, because I wanted others to believe it, I didn't believe it myself. You know, but then once as your tool, disassociate yourself from the story. You will disassociate yourself from the ego. And therefore, your heart will be open to learn and to hear and to see. And, yeah. and one thing I want to add in here, it's like a simple, like a kind of simple hack. People yeah. can do it. Sounds we, really love, we love hacks. We love ah! hacks. <laughs> okay. 
So sometimes people, you say meditation, they go, I go, ego. Oh my God, my ego. Yes, my ego. Yeah. The ego's like, let's not do But what I want to say, one of the simple hacks, and someone reminded me of this recently. Um, I just love this. It, you know, I, I'm a big fan of yoga, right? And I like, I, I, um, I should do it more even than should. You hear that story? Um, yeah, you see it. Right, there you go. That's right there. Yeah. Did you see that? Okay. So then, <laughs> the, but the yoga was invented. Uh, I was talking to somebody who was just like such a dedicated yogi. And she goes, uh, a yogini, I should say. And she was reminding me of that. The yoga, the reason they do that before the meditation is the more you tire out your body, Right. Mm-hmm. If you go work out full on, full on mm-hmm. to the point where you're like, yeah. you know, have you ever been that delightful, exhausted thing when you sweat? You yeah, know absolutely. Yeah. And and you go full chicken, you know, and and it's like and then you sit down. You will go places like Dr. Seuss said, oh, the places you'll go, um, <laughs> <laughs> the good place. The good um, place yeah. And uh that that's like one of the hacks and that's why yoga always preceded the meditation it was to tire out the body mm. because all that tension all there's that body mind connection where like if you're if you get it get all that loosened up everything moving and then you sit still you will go yeah. and that's the thing and this is also you can another hack way you can do it um, and this works really well with kids, which is funny because kids don't want to sit still either. Like there are some kids, there's occasional, I've met little gurus who are amazing that can sit and like do like, um, but if you do spinning, if anybody out there knows the whirling dervishes, you know, um, they, they would have, um, one, so one hand is down this way mm-hmm. and one hand here, right. And the palm is open. And they're spinning, and um, uh, it's it's um, uh, clockwise. Mm-hmm. I just got that. Yeah, clockwise. And so they're doing this, and this is the angle. This guy's down, and you try to have it like where the shoulders are. Um, and you're doing this. You spin, and you spin thirty-three times. Staring at the hand that helps you not get dizzy, um, and <laughs> then you drop into a ball and you don't drop onto a, a heap on the floor and don't move and see what comes to mind. Sometimes wow. that, and, and I used to do this. I used to do a little bit of psychic development with my friend's kids. She was like all for it, and I was like, and they were already pretty psychic, and they would do this and they would just drop, and then they would start. I say, what do you see? And then they mm-hmm. would start talking about all these things that were confirmable things, like things that they had no way of knowing, like that the mother had Archangel Ariel around her, a huge angel. He's one of the biggest ones and had this, and the little girl without having known that linearly, she goes, oh, I see a very big angel. He's as big as our house. And he's a, you know, Uh so sweet. So beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, So beautiful. More yeah. hacks and more hacks and more tools and more lessons. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. And thank yeah. you for, I mean, I just, I, I love you. You know that I, <laughs> I, you are amazing. You completely shifted how I am intuitive and in my abilities. And I just needed to like have you on here. So everyone else could know who you are as well. And I, what, so how can people find you? How can they reach out to you? They can um, go to my website, which is illuminedhuman.me. And the me is really you. (laughs) (laughs) Illuminedhuman.me. And Fabio, you can put that in the show notes. And I also have some psychic development classes coming up beginning in October. And and they can also call me. We can put the phone number in the show notes. um, Great. And... um, and the the um, you can also get me at uh, the email address is illuminedhuman at gmail. 
And um, and uh, if you uh, you just put, I ask that people put a little two little asterisks in the subject matter and then put if they're looking for a reading. Yeah. Great. Yeah. 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 Because you, I know that you do readings, you do developments. It, what, what else is there? Anything else? Healing. Well, I do, right. I do one-on-one, yeah. um, uh, one-on-one readings with people. I do, I'm going to be also um, bringing back to life. There was a group I was doing um, that I just offer gratis, like especially if people want to get a feel for what, who I am or what I do mm-hmm. where um, and, and it, it's called the aware nest. Mm-hmm. And it'll be on uh, Thursday evenings, and you just—it's just by um, uh, Zoom, and we uh, we drop in pretty deep for about an hour. Maybe sometimes it's a little over, and I just see what guidance wishes to come through, wow. and um, it's it's pretty helpful to kind of get a eye channel for that with the intention of providing frequencies that can help accelerate people's path in terms of to their self-actualization. Yeah. You know? I love uh, that. So beautiful. Which is a fancy way of just saying un- unearthing the, the, the truth of yeah. your gifts and you know that, that, that who you are is magnificent. We just forgot, you know. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. It sounds very no, so true. And and I and I see I, you know, the beauty, the beauty in you. I love that. Phrase. No. The beauty in you. Oh, that is a beautiful phrase. Mm-hmm. I thank you for that. Yeah. And, and I can, I can, I'm going to add on to that for just a little bit. Um, sure. You know, just to go into the development part for, for me, and I know you do it with many others, but you taught me how to channel. You taught me how to do automatic writing. You taught me how to do remote viewing you taught me how to um, trust and listen. You taught me how to heal myself through so many different ways. Like, no, I'm going to cry. <laughs> now I'm going to get emotional. Um, so there's so many things that's added into that. And so you listening or you watching, if you guys are ready to begin or even just to learn a little bit more about those things, you know, reach out to Lori, get, get a, get a, get a part into her world so that way you could begin to have that confidence in yourself so Lori I thank you so much I there is so much love here that it goes beyond and I so appreciate you so back at you thank you so much see you it's a moving experience always always (laughs) always will you be well today Um, thank you so much for having me it's been really fun I really enjoyed it Thank you.